0: Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 50.
1: Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now,
0: your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, a common theme you hear at Entrepreneur on Fire is listen to your audience. Well, I've been listening, and I am excited to announce the launch of podplatform.com. We have received an incredible amount of feedback from entrepreneurs who want to start their own podcast, but have no idea where to begin. With podcasting, recording your audio is as easy as clicking a red button, but the tough part is what comes after. Think of podplatform as a turnkey solution to podcasting. You simply record your audio, send my team your MP3, and we do the rest. It's that simple. Entrepreneur on Fire is generating $100,000 a month in over 100 countries. Think of what that could do for you in your business. Go to www.podplatform.com to find out more. Okay, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Steve Cherubino. Steve, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, I am. All right. Steve is the creator and host of PodNuts.com, a podcast network of computer-centric shows. He is also the producer of some downloadable products on the web, such as laptop repair video collection, tech site builder, and how-to podcast package. He believes these to be of some value to society, but again, Steve is sometimes delusional. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, Steve, but why don't you take it from here and tell us who you are and what you do?
1: Well, right now, I'm kind of in like a transition stage. I, I don't know what I am, but um, what I like to produce is media for the internet and media on the net and uh, mainly podcasts is what I do.
0: Well, that's good stuff. And I look forward to delving into more of your transition later in this interview. But for now, let's jump over to your success quote, because at Entrepreneur on Fire, we start every show off with our spotlighted entrepreneurs' favorite success quote it's our way of kind of getting the motivational ball rolling. So, Steve, what do you have for us today?
1: I have a quote. It's probably not exactly, It might be a paraphrase, but it's from L. Ron Hubbard. And the quote is, always maintain good relations with your public. That might seem kind of boring or whatever, or you might not fully get it now. But I basically, any business decision I make, podcasting, selling products or whatever, I apply that. I don't want, I don't like. I don't think it's a good idea to get any type of flame wars or start any controversy. I like the idea of main, always maintaining good relations with your public. And sometimes that means sucking it up. And it could mean many things. But when I adhere to that, I never have a problem. You know, I don't have trolls uh, following me, I don't have certain things happening to me that maybe if I was just. Uh, you know, flat like lashing back at people and starting flame wars and stuff. That that would happen. So I think it's a good uh, quote to live by,
0: business wise. I definitely think it's a great quote. But can you really take us down to the ground level now? Give us an example of a time where you've actually put that quote into use with a specific experience.
1: Oh uh, uh, yeah, I I have to put that quote into use often especially when I get an email from like a critical email from a listener. Like if I'm doing a podcast and somebody doesn't like what I said, or we go to a topic that he doesn't like, Um, it happens when I talk about Apple quite frequently. (laughs) Um, You get critical emails. And I, a lot of times my first reaction is like, just when I lash back at the person and be like, you know, you're an idiot, you know, shut up. Don't, don't ever email me again. But I don't do that, you know? and, I, you know, and I actually probably wouldn't say that, but I don't do that. I, I try to understand where they're coming from, and I'll usually just let them know that they were heard, and that kind of makes them go away. I'll be like, I totally understand, or I understand your opinion, or something like that, but I maintain good relations. You know. I don't, I don't try to start anything, or, or if they want to start something, I don't try to keep it going, but yeah, my best example for that is the emails I get from uh, critical listeners.
0: And that's the thing, too, is that most of those critical listeners, they're looking for you to come back and engage them in a way that they can continue to magnify their criticism. So you're just feeding the flames of their fire, which is exactly the opposite of how you want to be spending your energy.
1: Absolutely. It's, it's true. There's a certain percentage of the people around that the only thing they want to do is destroy and, you know, they, they never want to be constructive and they just want to bring things down. And that's their purpose. So, yeah, if you feed into that, you're just playing their game.
0: I like to think of it as a percentage where 20% of people are always just going to be very positive about what you do. And they're not going to have nothing bad to say about you and your brand. 20% are going to have nothing but bad things to say about your brand. And you're really not going to be able to convince either of those two segments to change their opinions. They're just there and that's fine. It's really the 60% in the middle that I really strive to serve. People that you know are really liking Entrepreneur on Fire and what it's all about and just want more. Yeah, totally.
1: I mean, if you, if you keep it positive, you know, the goal of your podcast and a lot of mine are to like to educate and entertain people. And that's a positive thing. And you don't want to, you know, taint that with anything. So it's, it's much more fun when it's, it's all the gears are all working smooth.
0: Absolutely, Steve. And let's use that to move into our next topic, which is failure. Entrepreneur on Fire, it's about the journey of the entrepreneur. The lessons that we can pull from your journey are so valuable. So take us back to a time in your journey as an entrepreneur where you faced a failure or you came across an obstacle or you just had a challenge that you had to overcome. Share with Entrepreneur on Fire your experience.
1: A failure. Oh, they're never fun. But the. The main thing that I've found in entrepreneurs that I find time after time, because I like to read a lot of biographies on people who are successful, is persistence. And they always persist. And if you don't have that quality, your entrepreneurship for you is going to be a tough journey. For me in particular, I'll give you an example. Um, I started out doing internet marketing a couple years ago before I did podcasts. I wanted to try to see if I could just make money online, you know? And I set up some sites, and I set up some advertisements using Google, and I just pointed the ads to the site, and I said, "Well, I'm going to make so much money, and then you get nothing, just absolutely nothing, and then you get back to the drawing board. So you try something else. You try a new twist on it, or you try a new site, and say, okay, I I learned from that. I know what I did wrong. Let me try this. You get nothing. It's still nothing. And you you just got to keep going back to the materials and studying and learning new things, and... It's kind of like that quote, you know, if you throw enough stuff against a wall, eventually something will stick. And I remember after maybe doing 50, trying to start 50 different ad campaigns for my internet marketing, I finally just hit one that was just gold, you know, and it was just like um, the thing I was looking for. It made me the income I needed to pay my bills and stuff. And it was a hit. So uh, if I didn't persist and get through the failures, then I
0: would have never made it to that point. Absolutely. And that's the thing about failing is that every failure that you have gives you a little aha moment and a little just inspiration that makes you realize, wow, I've really learned from that experience in some way, shape, or form. I know now what doesn't work, or I know something that does work within that whole sea of failure there. And you just continue to take little mini steps forward until you just really hit that major success. And that's really inspiring. And we're going to get into the aha moments later, but. One thing I want to talk about right now, and that's that word persistence, because I really love that word. And you also mentioned you read a lot of autobiographies. And that just made me think of the Henry Ford biography that I read. He just had this situation where he had a boardroom full of people, all of his smartest engineers. And he said, you know what, I want to create a six cylinder engine, because at the time, there was only four cylinders. And the smartest guy in the room, his chief head engineer stood up and said, listen, that is just impossible. There is no way that you can ever create a six-cylinder engine. It's just it's not physically possible for whatever reason that he gave. And Henry said, okay, I appreciate your opinion. Now, please leave. You don't know, Essentially, you're fired. And when that guy left, he turned to the rest of the people in the room and he said, okay, so we're not going to be of that mindset it is absolutely possible to create a six-cylinder engine, go do it. Now, obviously, it was possible to do, and now we even have eight cylinders and beyond. So it's just that kind of persistence and not taking that negativity. Can you pull out another lesson like that, like that persistence that you've had that pulled you into the success after all of your failures? Divulging
1: ideas to others. You know, if you come up with a good idea and you tell people about it, that's, that's usually your first gut reaction. You come up with this great idea, and you're like, well, i got to tell people about this. It's such a good idea. And I, I've learned through experience and reading from others that that's probably not a good idea to do. When you have your, your brilliant idea that you absolutely know is going to, going to work, don't cons- – I, I, this is my opinion – don't really go around consulting others and seeing what they think. Just do it. Um, Everybody has their own reality, and a lot of times when you come up with a brilliant idea, it's, it's so real to you, this idea, and you know it's going to work because you already have it all figured out in your head. And when you tell it to somebody else, their reality will most likely clash against that idea, and they'll find everything that's wrong with it. So my, I think most of my success, especially when I started podcasting, Was I didn't go around saying, you know, I think I'm going to start a podcast. What do you think? You know, I didn't go to my family and say, I think I'm ready to podcast now. And I didn't go to my friends and say, Did you ever hear what a podcast is? I think I'm going to try doing one of them. I just bought a mic and started podcasting and (laughs) didn't really tell people, you know, people around me, basically what I was doing till it was really off the ground. So I think that, uh, you know, that that success came from ignoring everybody else's reality, knowing really what I wanted to do, and just pushing my reality and making it real. And then once your reality is real, then other people can see it and they go, oh yeah, well, he's really doing that. That's a real thing. But in the beginning stages, it might be tough to create a reality and have other people be all into it and without actually just doing it and getting it off the ground yourself. you know.
0: That is so true. And another great entrepreneur said... Don't worry about convincing other people about your great ideas, because if it's really a great idea, you're going to have to jam it down their throats. People have a really hard time grappling with exactly what they encompass in every way, shape, and form, as you're alluding to. Yeah. You know, best example, because I, I recently listened to the
1: Steve Jobs, autobi- uh, Steve Jobs biography, uh, the audiobook. So I'm in my car listening to that for a couple weeks, and they brought up a cool thing in his biography... Uh, they, the people that were around him called this thing that Steve Jobs had a reality distortion field. And basically, what it was was they, they assigned this to Steve Jobs. And it was basically this thing that Steve Jobs would come up with an idea and say, This is what I want to happen. And like you said with the Henry Ford example, they would all say, That's just totally impossible. And they would think his reality is distorted and that's, that they're dealing with an impossibility. When what r- was really happening was Steve Jobs was coming up with an idea knowing it was going to happen and damning everybody who got in his way of making that happen. So it wasn't really a reality distortion. It was like a, a new reality being created. And that was really the way it, his innovation came about. And I, I really respect that
0: about him, that he, he he really adhered to his own reality. That's To me, that's integrity. That's a lot of integrity and so many lessons can be pulled with that. And we're going to use that to transition now to our next topic. We've already discussed a lot of the different failures that you had as you were going through your 50 different iterations. And thank you for sharing the insight with that. That's just really helpful. And we also discussed the little aha moments that you had that kind of built up each failure into a better failure until you finally had that great success. Can you take us back into a point in your journey when you just really had a great aha moment, when a light bulb just really came on and it was a defining moment in your business for PodNuts, for Whatever product you were creating or doing, do you have an aha moment, Steve? Yeah, I have one I can think of. When I was when I started Podnuts, which is a
1: podcast about computer repair, I was uh, the owner myself of a computer repair business, and uh, I was doing that every day, going to work and fixing computers. And it was my own business, so I, I you know I kind of set my own rules and stuff and. Uh, I became really good at fixing laptops and I loved fixing laptops, just tearing them things up. I could just tear them apart, put them all back together, together, never missing any screw. All the screws would be there and it was, I got really good at it. You know, Now, I'd come home after I was on a job of fixing computers and I would talk about what I did that day. That was basically my podcast. I would come home and talk about all the computer jobs I did that day. And a lot of computer repair technicians who tuned into my podcast would you know, get something out of that and go, oh, you know what? I had that same type of job today. Thanks for the tip, Steve, and, and stuff like that. Well, what kept recurring as I was doing my shows and talking about laptops were, were people, the, f- the best feedback I was getting was, wow, laptops. I'd love to learn how to fix laptops. Can you tell us more about fixing laptops? And that kept coming up. Laptops, laptop, laptops. And in the forums, they'd be like, you know, we want to learn more about laptops. So the aha moment for me was there's a demand for learning how to fix laptops. And that's when I decided to make a set of videos on how to fix laptops and all I did was every time a laptop came into my shop, I'd set up a camera and film the repair. And I did that for about 40 machines and I released my PodNuts laptop repair videos. And uh, they sold really, really, really well and paid my bills for years. And the aha moment was, it's just a simple marketing term is find out what people want and give it to them. And it's literally that simple. I found out what people wanted kind of accidentally. You know, I was basically, the, the podcast was basically surveying all of my, my listeners without even me knowing it. And they were telling me what they wanted and I gave it to them and they bought it. So that's a great marketing tip. Is you you got to find out what people want and then you just give it to them. And then you can make lots of money that way.
0: That's a two-part equation, finding out what they want and then giving it to them. And now for you and for most people, giving it to them is the easy part because you already had the knowledge, the skills, the expertise to make that happen. The hard part for most people is actually finding out what that pain is, is to really digging deep enough or to going out and asking that question to the right people, to your clients. And so you were able to do that. And since you were able to do that, you were obviously able to take the next step and just put your expertise to work in the form of videos, and you were very successful with that. So that is a great marketing tip. It's a phenomenal aha moment, and some great lessons learned from that. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, no problem. Steve, have you had an I've made it" moment yet? It hasn't really happened because I'm
1: always looking to increase and improve things, and I'm never quite satisfied. Um, I'm very I'm very impressed with the the uh, growth of Podnuts, and it's really it was a grassroots type of growth. I mean, I didn't really do too much marketing, and I'm I I met the coolest thing is I've met so many cool friends from the people that listen to my shows that um, that I just recently went out and actually met face to face for the first time in Ohio at at a Linux convention. But you know that I digress. Um, so there wasn't really like an I made it moment but it's just like a this is cool type of moment riding a wave type of moment I think I will have an I've made it moment but usually to me that entails you know I don't know I guess my standard would be in the millions of dollars that would be an I've made it moment.
0: Now you know I love the answers to this question Steve because they're always so different from every entrepreneur that I interview It's so important as an entrepreneur to set goals, but it's also so important that once you reach those goals, that you look back and say, wow, I've actually accomplished this. I've achieved what I settled to do. And then you turn back to the forefront and you set that next goal to another higher plane to continue to elevate yourself in your business. It does sound like you are appreciating the journey. Would that be a fair estimation? Yeah, absolutely. I I love what I've been doing for the last... You
1: know, last few years. It's just been a blast for me.
0: That's awesome. And speaking of a blast, you were definitely alluding at the beginning of this interview that you're in a little bit of a transition phase. So let's move to the next topic now. This is your current business. What were you recently in? And what does it seem as though you're transitioning to? I, I decided to do like a complete... Pivot on
1: what direction I want to go as a, as a professional. Um, I, I ran PodNuts for several years and I was a, a podcaster slash content creator um, for several years. That was basically my job, making uh, video products and podcasting and, you know, like making the how to podcast videos, the laptop videos, and, and doing podcasts every night, basically, of that week. And um, I had this little bug since I was a kid where. I really wanted to be in the music field. I wanted to be in the music industry. I wanted to make music. I I was a musician as a kid. I was good. I made an album on a four track tape player when I was a kid and it came out really good and I could play a bunch of instruments and I never really pursued that. And finally, this little bug caught up with me in present time, present day, and said, look, are you gonna do this or not? So I said, yes, I definitely am. And what I'm basically doing now is I'm a musician now. So I went from being podcaster, content creator, to musician. Completely different uh, profession, starting from scratch. But there is some tie-ins together. I love computers, and obviously because I made laptop repair videos, and I owned a computer repair business, and I love music. Well, in this day and age, it's I'm really seeing more and more that those two really, uh, they actually do come together. Uh, and I'm basically I'm making computer music. I'm using my computer to make almost every song I make, and I don't even have to pick up an acoustic instrument anymore. Even though I can play them, I don't. So it's this is a kind of a fun tr- transition where I, I get to play with computers and make music at the same time. But I still consider myself a musician now.
0: That definitely is a fun transition, and it's just so much there's so much enjoyment to be following something that you're really passionate about. So it's great to see that you're actually transitioning into this. And it's obviously extremely important that you know how to play these instruments so you can understand the different dynamics of it while you're creating it on your computer. Steve, the word entrepreneur is a mystery to most people. They hear the word entrepreneur and they really kind of scratch their heads sometimes. And they're like, what exactly does an entrepreneur do? I don't get it. There's no one answer for this, obviously, and there's no one answer for you, but you do have common tasks that you're doing every single day, day in and day out as an entrepreneur. Can you pull back the curtain and share two tasks that you do as an entrepreneur every single day?
1: Two tasks that I do as an entrepreneur. Um, one is constantly coming up with new ideas. You know, as an entrepreneur, you're creating, usually creating something out of nothing, so you have to have quite an imagination to pull that off. Um, I'm always coming up with ideas, picking the best ones and starting to execute them. You know, so uh, you got to come up with ideas as an entrepreneur. That's the first task I do, and sometimes it happens when I don't even want it to happen. You just come up with ideas, and you just have a whole boatload of them. But pick the best ones that seem the most uh, practical, and just go for them, or the, the ones that, the ones actually that you have the most passion for, and go for them. That's one thing I do as um, an entrepreneur. Second thing I do is observe. You know you have to see what's going on around you. You have to see what your competitors are doing. You have to see if there actually is a demand for a product that you want to create. So like I said, I make computer music. Well, I, 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 my goal is to sell this music, and I've been posting it on some stock music sites to sell for somebody who wants to use it for TV or commercials or podcasts or whatever. I, I, I would like to make that type of music. Well, I go on these websites and I see what my competitors are doing, what kind of music are they creating, um, what are people buying, what's the hottest hits right now, does everybody want a song that sounds like an Apple commercial, does everybody want, anybody want this? And uh, so I'm doing research, so I'm observing what's going on in my field and seeing where I could fit in and, and get an edge there. So those are two things I do.
0: So what is your
1: vision for the future? professional music producer. I want to be able to write songs full-time and uh, be able to sell them. I'd like to perform live shows with my music and uh, make a lot of people happy with the music. The goal, my goal with my music is I want to get people to move. I want to get people who are feeling down to be happier, uh, who are having a bad day to have a better day after they're done listening to the music and to go out to a concert with my music and just have fun being outside and enjoying it and dancing and just enjoying life. So that's my goal.
0: That is a worthy goal and a worthy endeavor, Steve. I really wish you the best of luck in that. Thanks a lot. So we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning rounds. This is where I provide you with a series of questions and you provide us with a series of amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound (laughs) like a plan?
1: It's quite a demand you're putting on me. Do they, all, they all have to be amazing
0: and mind blowing. Mind blowing for sure. Amazing, <laughs> we'll say. Okay, yeah, it sounds fun. What was the number one thing that was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: Uh, fear.
0: And how did you overcome that fear, Steve? You gotta, you gotta get out of your head.
1: You know, um, if you sit in front of a computer for eight hours a day, you tend to get a little introverted. When you go outside, take walks, keep your body healthy, eat good foods, and do things that make you look outwards instead of inwards, the fear goes away and you just become more able. So if you do have fear, go out for a walk, look at things, get some fresh air, come back and uh, you'll feel a little bit better. So those that's basically my technique for handling the fear.
0: It's such a great technique too. And I live here in Portland, Maine, and there's a lot of local, small tech conventions that I'll go to. And even though there's only a handful of people, I mean, just going there and coming back, I get so invigorated by just that interaction. Then I'll go to the bigger conferences like the blog world and the dot-com expo and social media marketing in San Diego and those massive conferences. And you just come back and you're just so Energized by the people around you and the interactions that you have, it's so important, especially in a day and age where you literally can, like you say, just be 100% introverted in a five-feet-by-five-feet five office working all day by yourself on a computer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, people force themselves to just grind that work out, and it, you're, you're being less productive that way. I always, after I write a couple songs or I write a song, I just go out and take a walk or I go play with my cat for 10 minutes and uh, just do something else. It really helps. And I'm kind of jealous of your location there. You're able to go to all those conferences and stuff.
0: Yeah, they're great. It's, it's a cool little town. So Steve, what's the best business advice that you ever received? Do everything as a professional. That's that.
1: I think that's really good advice. And I, I'd try to adhere to that. When I create products that I want to sell, I really try to make sure they are as professional as I could possibly make them. And when there's a part of them that I feel like I can't do professionally, I try to find somebody who can do it for me. You know? So if you're not a good artist and you need good art, try to find somebody who can make some graphics for you if you know you can't draw. Um, but do everything
0: you do as a professional and it'll definitely pay off. What's something that's working for you or your business right now?
1: I think technology is, you know, uh, I'm such a geek, so I love all of my devices and computers and stuff. So I, I use that and the internet to just get everything done. So the, the way technology is working right now and moving along is definitely working for my business.
0: So I recently interviewed Andrew Warner from Mixergy and he really encouraged me to throw this question into my lightning round. So I'm going to, I'm just testing it out for the next couple episodes. So you're one of the lucky ones. Great. What is something that I should have asked you that I didn't? If you had one tip that you're dying to give to
1: budding entrepreneurs, what would it be?
0: And I'll let you answer your own question passion. Follow your passion.
1: It's going to be really, really tough and very efforty to go on a, have persistence on a given path if you're not passionate about that path. So if you're going to be an entrepreneur in something, make sure it's something you absolutely love and love to do. And that'll get you like 90% of the way there.
0: Love it. And I'm assuming that efforty is the opposite of effortless.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like using efforty.
0: Okay, perfect. I just want to clarify <laughs> for all the listeners and myself.
1: I have a friend who makes up a lot of words, and I think it's rubbing off, rubbing off on me.
0: <laughs> Steve, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with right now that you can share with Fire Nation? A uh, resource that I love, I would have to say
1: my life has been simplified by Google, and Google Docs, and Google Drive, and Gmail, and the Google products. Um, I'm a Gmail junkie. I, I check my my email all the time, and uh, it's Google makes it so easy to just like manage things from wherever you are on any device. And I think without those tools, now if Google didn't make them, I'm sure somebody else would. So I'm not I'm not trying to just like be a Google fanboy here, but um, Google has made it really easy on my life with all their google products
0: i love it i run entrepreneur on fire on the google app system so it's incredible yes steve what's the best business book that you've ever read multiple streams of income
1: great book i was um i had like no money i was like uh, switching jobs i had nothing i was broke and i went to the public library picked out that book and a couple others and started reading it and um it really, really turned on some lights for me. An awesome book.
0: Love it. So this last question, Steve, is my favorite, but it's kind of a tricky one. So take your time, digest it, before you come back with an answer. Okay. If you woke up tomorrow morning and you still had all the experience, knowledge, and money that you currently have today, but your business had completely disappeared, forcing you to start completely with a clean slate, which many of our listeners find themselves with right now. What would you do in the next seven days?
1: Wow, that's a, that is a great question.
0: Do I have a laptop or am I so broke that I don't even have a laptop? You have a laptop.
1: I'd flip open that laptop, find out what's trending on Google. <laughs> um, I'd actually look, open up Google AdWords, look at the, uh, some tools in Google AdWords. There's an AdWords keyword tool. Um, start punching in some keywords and see what the popularity of those keywords are, um, like computer music if I, if I wanted to be a musician I'd type computer music and see if there's a demand for it that's a great tool to find out if there's a demand for something I would find out what there is a demand for and I would just get started trying to create a product for that thing
0: that's some great specific actionable advice Steve and you've given us some great advice this entire interview and we are all better for it give fire nation one parting piece of guidance then give yourself a plug and then we'll say goodbye the best guidance I could give you is do what
1: you love, guys. Do what you love. Don't tell anybody what you don't let anybody tell you what you should love and what you should do. I, I should have did I should have done music when I was coming out of high school, and now I'm 37 and I'm I'm just starting it now. So you, most people know at a very young age what it is they really really want to do. Do that thing. Don't let anybody stop you. I love it. Give yourself a plug. I have a set of videos I created uh, from several years' experience of podcasting at HowToPodcastBiz. Half of those videos are actually post. I posted them up recently for free on YouTube um, under the YouTube username HowToPodcastBiz. So uh, check them out, watch them for free, enjoy it, and um, hope you get some tips on uh, how to podcast and um,
0: you can apply that to basically anything you're doing. They've definitely helped me, Steve. I will definitely say they're a great quality. Thank you again for your time. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Fire Nation, thank you so much for joining us today. Are you interested in learning five ways to make $500 this month? How about five productivity tips that will help you today? Well, that and more is my free gift to you when you go to eofire.com and subscribe to Fire Nation. Lastly, for that entrepreneur ready to take it to the next level, visit ignitemastermind.com, join our elite mastermind community, and watch your business or business idea explode.
1: Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.